It's a trap! Hello and welcome to Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Carson Ray. Hey everybody, it's a great day to talk about some X-Wing. And John McDermott. Hello, we got news. Actual, real, live X-Wing news, finally. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, so we had uh, this past week, I know we're a little late to the game here, but the timing of the uh, Atomic Mass Games X-Wing OP live stream uh, was like right in the middle of our week of recording. So normally we record on Sunday or Monday. They dropped that on, it was Wednesday, right? They dropped it on Mm -hmm. Wednesday. So we had to wait a few extra days here before you could hear our opinions on it. But we got a lot of great news we want to talk about. Uh, So um, yeah, we're going to cover all the news they announced at the live stream, the future of organized play, which is looking optimistic, which is good. Very good news. And uh, some new releases that they dropped in there, too. Yes, let's not waste time. Let's get talking about it. So this past Wednesday, we had that uh, Atomic Mass Games OP live stream talking about the future of all their Star Wars properties. So Atomic Mass Games, if you don't recall, is now going to be handling all these Star Wars miniatures games that were previously handled by Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, So we had a live stream with the head of product development, Will Schick, and Simone Elliott, who's the head of studio for Atomic Mass now. Formerly, Simone worked for uh, Fantasy Flight Games and Asmodee North America. Hey, uh, everyone in the studio, how are we How are we feeling right now? <laughs> I know I was like pretty nervous leading up to this. Not, not necessarily for any reason, just, you know, just uncertainty. You know, it was a big change to move from Fantasy Flight over to Atomic Mass. We didn't know what it was going to look like for organized play moving forward. Um, and, and that was a big uncertainty. And so now we've had this uh, news brief. We've gotten, I think, pretty good news. Yeah, no, they uh, they addressed a lot of my, I guess you'd call them concerns, because um, obviously we all love X-Wing, but we also really love the competitive side of X-Wing. And we were a little uncertain going into this um, if that was the direction Atomic Mass was going to take organized play, because um, we knew there'd be some semblance of it, but we didn't know if it was going to switch to maybe a more casual avenue, more store-focused thing, fewer big tournaments. Uh, but it sounds like there's still going to be plenty of uh, large-scale competitive events for tryhards like us. Yeah, I think this news brief went about as well as I could have hoped, right? We got uh, news that there is plans for, you know, large-scale organized play, like what we expected uh, from Fantasy Flight. You know, there still is going to be uh, Worlds Championships. We don't know exactly what that'll look like, but that's okay. Just knowing that's out there, that's a big relief. And, you know, there is going to be um, also that focus on more of your store-level events, you know, having cooperative play or, you know, something a little bit more casual to get players, you know, started with organized play. That's really where Fancy Flight was lacking, right? And, and so I think that's great, right? We need to get more players involved in organized play and then also have those big events to look forward to. Yeah, they also did a good job, too, of knocking out some of the more, I guess, you go, the fringier fears we might have had about, they said there's going to be no plans for third edition right now. They like the state of second edition right now, so they're going to continue with that, which is nice to be reassured about. 
Uh, they also clarified that they're not going to switch X-Wing over to a unpainted assembly model like they do for a lot of miniature games or games like Star Wars Legion. Uh, so we'll still be getting our pre-painted minis. Though Will uh, did hint that they're going to, you know, working on adding more customization options to the game. Did you guys, you guys heard that part of it? Yes, that sounds pretty cool. I don't know if that's just in the form of like additional weapons or different little mods you can put on your ship in exchange for something else. Like, for example, like the Kirax fighters in the lore, pretty customizable to maybe see like some little engine upgrades or things you could put on your ships. That'd be cool. Uh, it's nice to know that you don't have to go through the whole process of building and painting, though. That's the allure of X-Wing is that you can just pull it right out of the box and play with it. Well, right, and I knew they weren't. I knew they wouldn't do that because that like that's yeah. such a big part of the game. That's like one of the reasons the game really appealed to me is because I just didn't have the skill set or time to like assemble all the miniatures before playing with them. They're just available out of the box, and I think they're still like for the kitchen table market, which I'm sure is a big part of uh, the X-wing game. Is people just want them ready to use right away, and that's one of the benefits. So I would have been shocked if they would have switched it over to like a different model of how to prepare the miniatures. Another kind of key thing they pointed out, too, that I don't really think should come as a shock to anyone is that any product that comes out for the remainder of this year and for the earliest part of 2022 will still be under the FFG label. Um, They said that there's like a 12 to 16 month kind of overlap period uh, before they'll start seeing the AMG stuff printed on the packaging. But for anything that gets reprinted X-Wing wise, you know, going forward, we'll have that change in labeling not super important to your everyday consumer but something they did point out in that live stream well i think it'll be um important to our reviews and critiques of the products too in that like we're not going to get any content that's really been developed by atomic mass games for i would assume at least a year um given the kind of timetable they talked about in the live stream because if they're just doing the transition in these past few months it's going to take a while before product gets finalized, ready to produce, print, and shipped overseas. So um, I think I'm assuming what we're going to see for the next uh, year or so is all going to be content that was developed by Fantasy Flight Games. They did also kind of announce a soft schedule, I guess you could call it, or a plan for future X-Wing news going forward in the future. Um, They already do a really good job of consistent streaming for their uh, current game, Crisis Protocol, and I believe the days they said they were going to do X-Wing live streams specifically, or at least Star Wars-themed live streams, were either Thursdays or Fridays um, going forward. So a little bit more consistency there, whether that's just about hobbying, you know, if they are going to introduce some more customizable options to the ships themselves, or if it's just talking about the state of play, which they do for Crisis Protocol a lot, um, we can expect to see some more communication coming from the studio about the game on a more regular basis. And I, I actually really liked kind of the more casual style of this live stream. Um, Cause I think there's just something very honest about that where I felt like it, they, they set it up kind of like two people having more of a conversation. They know they've got, you know, a few thousand people watching them on the live stream. Uh, but Will and Simone did a good job of making it feel sincere Um, which you don't always get with uh, a lot of live streams. They can have professional formatting, but you feel like you're getting something that's really panned and pre-planned. So I like it when when someone's talking naturally. I don't think it's that awkward. I mean, not any more awkward than this podcast is, right? I'm a fan of authenticity, and they provided it. Well, so that's it, right? That's all the news we got. <laughs> Wrap it up. Thank Call you. It an Thanks for listening to this episode of Radio T. No, so we also have news on World Championships, which was a big question, I think, in everyone's mind. 
Um, and they confirmed there are no, there's no plans for a Worlds 2021 for any Star Wars games, uh, just given the state of pandemic and the vaccine rollout. Um, the future is a little uncertain, though I will say I was kind of surprised that they were fairly confident that they're going to be able to get out store level events happening at the later part of this year, which is cool. You know, pandemic allowing. At the very least, that just shows that they have a plan for it. You know, if you can't do it, you can scrap the plan, but at least they have ideas to put into place whatever that ends up being fourth quarter of this year, maybe um, to introduce those events. So, I mean, kind of preeminently people have something to look forward to as of right now, which, you know, even the hope of something to look forward to is enough to get people excited about stuff. Yeah, so the next Worlds they're planning right now is for 2022, which uh, we're all excited for, even if that seems like a very far far ways away. Um, but in the meantime, I think I'm excited for the content they're going to produce. You know, when they mentioned alternate ways to play, um, specifically they're talking about different modes, like everyone versus Vader or uh, some sort of cooperative play. I think that'll be really cool. I'm excited to see if we can get like a true co-op X-Wing mode, whether that comes in an expansion or comes in, you know, store level events and kits and whatnot. Um, I'm excited to see the stuff they can do with that. More of a story-focused game experience. Because I just don't have enough ways to use my miniatures right now, and I need to maximize that in the future. You mean paperweights? Yeah. (laughs) Um, They're pretty good at that, though. They look good on the shelf. (laughs) They're terrible paperweights. They weigh like nothing. Uh, You didn't weight your bases down, so they just get knocked around when you play? (laughs) Come on. I I put mouse pads in mine. There you go. Come on, Tim. Step it up. But we have something to look forward to in the very near future. There was a kind of surprise announcement of new expansions that are coming actually at the end of March. March 26th, I believe. New uh, ships. Th- Who dis? It's so exciting. New repeat. Well, new ships kind of, right? Most of us have most of these already, but we're getting three new squadron packs. So kind of in line with the Heralds of Hope and the other squadron packs we've seen before. Uh, we're getting the Phoenix Cell Rebel Squadron Pack, the Skystrike Academy Empire Squadron Pack, and the Fugitives and Collaborators Scum and Villainy Squadron Pack. I have no interceptors. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> John doesn't have a single one. Um, all of these are coming with um, ships that already exist in the game, um, just alternate paint schemes, and then new pilot cards too. So... Let's look at these. Well, it's funny because my first instinct was, oh, okay, these are ships that already exist. And like, yes, we're getting some new pilots and new paints games. And then I was like, well, wait, like they did that for the resistance and it was awesome. And like I bought multiple of those packs. So, (laughs) um, I mean, yeah, like if you're a diehard rebel player, empire or scum, like these are going to be great packs. You know, you get... Uh, cool repaints of the ships that you do want more of. And you get some cool new pilots, probably some new upgrades as well. I'm assuming they're going to look pretty similar to those resistance packs, right? That gave a lot of cool new upgrades to the ships within those. And, you know, if you're a new player starting out, these are probably like an awesome starting point. We don't know too much about what it is, but just kind of speculating, right? We've seen that with the Republic and Separatist three ship packs as well like just usually pretty awesome packs well and i think these will be a really good entry point if you're because we we've all converted from first edition so we already had an existing collection of models and we just got new cardboard and punch 
um, and cards. But if you're a player that's new to the game, these are going to be a great entry point to filling out your squads a little bit faster. Um, because for the they're retailing for forty nine ninety nine, I believe. So you get three ships. So that's already a little bit of a bargain compared to the normal twenty dollars a ship minimum. Um, and you're going to get presumably a lot of cards. I think the listing for these on uh, the Asmodee shop website is like they're coming with like 56 cards or something. So presumably there'll be a bunch of, um, I'm assuming a lot of legacy upgrades. But if your collection's not that big, that's actually kind of important to have. I almost feel like at this point for 10 bucks more, they should just add rulers, a deck, and dice. I mean, this is basically yeah, a, a one-player starter kit. I mean, you're that close. Maybe soon, someday. I bet you that I bet you that's something that would be in the pipeline eventually. They got to have multiple with seven factions. You can't just have Rebels v Empire be your only starter set entry. Yeah. So like you got to think they're probably going to come out with something in the future that gives you the the bare bones components. They do that for Keyforge, right? Don't they do like the standalone like one deck packs that give you all the tokens to play? Yeah, I think they call them like uh, Archon packs or something. Yeah. Like their premium pack, so I bet you we could see something like that in the future. In the meantime, though, this is not a bad deal, especially if you want to go the Empire or Rebels route, where if you just got like a starter kit and then got a Phoenix Cell and a Sky Strike Academy, you've got enough ships there to have some pretty fun games. Speaking of Rebels, should we just start with the most underwhelming of all the announcements? <laughs> I like the paint scheme, it's not the most underwhelming. <laughs> well, I think if you were a big fan of the Rebels show, this one's pretty exciting, right? It's aight. I mean, they are good paint schemes. I've been hearing players ask for this for like years now, <laughs> and, and they finally got it, right? John, we're getting an I-6 B-Wing. What more could you possibly want from this game? Another I-6 Interceptor, and we got that too. It's not just any I-6 B-Wing. It's Hera. Uh, yeah, so we're getting the I-6 Harrison Dula in the B-Wing. Uh, she's got a sweet ability. While another friendly ship at range 1 to 2 defends or performs an attack, you may transfer one of your focus tokens, evade tokens, or locks to that ship. What? A support initiative 6? <laughs> That's pretty wild. It kind of makes sense, though, right? Because the B-Wing's not particularly ac so the initiative 6 value's lost a little bit because you don't have as many repositioning options and you have a kind of slowish dial. Um, but that I-6 is still very important for combat. And, um, yeah, having a mix there where you can fire really early and then whatever token you don't need, you transfer to a lower initiative-friendly ship when they shoot. Seems pretty solid. Garvin passes the token to Hera. Hera passes the token back to Garvin. Rebel Synergy. Yeah, it very much falls in line with faction identity, too. So solid design choice here. You guys keep going. It's Rebels. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I'll leave in a nice pause there so people know there was a pause. Uh, we also know we only that was the only card that they uh, revealed, I believe, for the pack. We do know that there are more pilots coming in here. We know from some of the uh, promotional art there's going to be a Sabine Wren A-Wing. Uh, we're also going to have some sort of Ahsoka Tano pilot they listed on the store website. Not sure which ship that's going to be for. Presumably an A-Wing. Yeah, that's what she flies in Rebels. It'd be the first playable Ahsoka in the game. What? You don't think the Jedi Starfighter Ahsoka is good? Yeah, as soon as I said that, because I was only thinking of the TIE Fighter version, I was like, oh, okay. yeah, that's right. She's got a she's got a Jedi Interceptor now. Right, no, I mean, yeah, the young Ahsoka in the Republic is amazing. But on the Rebel side, yeah, it's been a little lacking, not quite representing what that character really uh, brings to the story. So hopefully... Uh, we see maybe a more substantial version of Ahsoka as a pilot. 
yeah, her ability was super good in first edition. I liked it a lot. So it'd be cool to see that carry over in an A-Wing. And then there's also just this random nobody. Um, Weege. Weege Antiles. Weege yeah. Antiles. I don't yeah. know who Wed- that is. Wedgie. Wedgie. <laughs> Uh, we're getting Wedge. Uh, we don't know what his ability is going to be. Do we, we don't even know his initiative. Was that on the cardboard? I forgot to check the art. What are you talking about? He's initiative six. Uh, no, he's not. I just I just checked. He's actually I-4 in the A-Wing. So we don't know what his pilot ability is going to look like, but at I-4, I'm guessing maybe they're going more for like the um, like baby Anakin thing we saw, where we saw adult Anakin um, in the Jedi Starfighter, and then we saw like little Anakin in the Naboo Starfighter. So maybe they'll do something like that where it represents Wedge at an earlier stage in his life. Yeah, it seems like a cool pack. A lot of cool characters. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, more of that Rebel A-Wing. The Rebel B-Wing, or I guess there's really only one B-Wing, you know, it's already working pretty well. But the Rebel A-Wing kind of struggled to find its place, especially after the Resistance A-Wing just, like, kind of outshines it in all aspects. So even just getting some more pilots, hopefully some higher initiative pilots uh, for that RZ-1, I think would be pretty awesome. All right, the last question here about this pack, though, is how do we feel about the repaints? Orange B-Wing? I'm, I'm all about that. I mean, that's what it is, right? Like, that's how it is on the show, right? It looks awesome. Yeah, it's the prototype B-Wing. I hope it moves. If it moves, then I'm honestly tempted to get the box just for that model. I'll never play it, but I want the model. Just got to have it. Well, you'd assume it has the updated yeah, B-Wing mold with the movable wings and stuff. Remember, this is an FFG product still. Don't set your (laughs) expectations too high. Don't assume anything. I mean, they made that viewing, right? This coming out after that. Don't assume anything. The Sky Strike Academy Squadron Pack for the Empire is going to come with two alternate paint tie interceptors as well as an alternate paint tie defender. I'm in. Uh, in in line with as they appeared in uh, Star Wars Rebels, right? Or wait, is the tie interceptor in Star Wars Rebels? I know the defender was there. I think the tie interceptor here is just a flavorful add-on. I remember, like the tie advanced v1 was pretty popular in rebels i don't remember the tie interceptor specifically being like a key feature the defender definitely was but hey i'm all in for an interceptor repaint yeah they're always pretty cool i remember back like one of the early first edition expansions was the uh the double interceptor where you had like the solid red carnor jacks interceptor yeah and then like the blood stripe interceptor those are both the soon fell interceptor oh so cool um, yeah, so I these are repaints. I actually like the the interceptor repaints pretty cool. I'm not huge on the yellow defender, but I'll, I'm sure I'll get crushed by them, so I'll learn to respect them over time. See, I normally don't like yellow either, but it looked pretty sharp in the show, and I think like, I mean, as much as I love my empire, it's just kind of a bland faction as far as ships go, right? I mean, they're all just gray. So this will add. A I don't know if I use color. bland. It's uniform, right? formal it's crisp yeah like sprite i like gray a lot but oh refreshing so refreshing uh we we know we're getting some new pilots uh new pilot cards we're going to be getting a volt scaris uh who was i believe he was the head of sky strike academy right in star wars rebels yes uh we're also getting a new sienna re pilot who was featured in the novel lost stars and then the one we actually do have the pilot card for here is another gideon hask in a tie interceptor with a very familiar ability. 
Initiative 4, while you perform an attack against a damaged defender, roll one additional attack die. This is already a good ability on a TIE Fighter. It's a lot better on an Interceptor, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, you think going from two attack dice to three attack <laughs> dice is um, not quite the same as going from three attack dice to four. <laughs> John with the hot takes over here. Yep. Uh, no, this is going to be cool. Now, the the initiative four makes it interesting design-wise, where obviously rolling four attack dice is massive and amazing, uh, but for a three-hit-point ship at initiative four that usually relies on its later repositioning, obviously you're going to be pretty vulnerable here to higher initiative pilots. Eh, it'll be fine. Nah, I just take rack and you coordinate. It's fine. <laughs> you're good. Late game coordinate. I mean, he'll he'll be a good meta counter too. If, like if the initiative start to shift towards like those middle initiative efficiency lists, um, this guy'll mm-hmm. just become a beast. Well, there's already a lot of like initiative four empire lists doing pretty well, and so we, I could easily see Gideon um, fitting into those. And, and it'll be interesting to see um, his price point. If he's anywhere near or below Sunter Fell, he's only you know a quarter of your list or less. Um, so that would leave a lot of rooms for other ships there too. So it could be a nice complimentary piece to kind of work a mid-range list for the Empire. I mean, I'm curious. No Costs more than Sinter Fell, right? Like that would be wild. No, that's got to be Sienna Re, maybe, because she's now the third I six Ace. So you could run three I six Aces in the Empire. I'm in. I don't need to know what her Solid. ability is. I'll do it. No upgrades. Is that really just their third? It just feels yeah. like they have so many because you just see those <laughs> two all the time. Tier Invader. That's it. Guess I have to take your word on that one. I was about to say Major Von Reg, and then I remembered that's a different Yeah, action. First Order's got a I bunch like, of Oh, there's got to be Initiative 6 TIE Fighter, but that's all FOs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking of the First Order. No, this is cool. Um, yeah, repaint seems solid too, so I'm excited for this pack. Again, I think this will be a good entry point for people who are newer to the game too. Like, I like ha- having these out there as you, you can spend, you know, uh, 40 bucks on a starter pack and then 50 bucks on one of these, and you've got a collection ready to go. You can go play some week weeknight tournaments. Well, it's interesting because the defender is sort of the perfect new player ship. You just kind of point it at your opponent's general direction. <laughs> Uh, and you got to roll a bunch of dice no matter whether you're attacking or defending, and you have a bunch of hit points, so you'll be fine. And then the Interceptor is a little harder, right? And so that's maybe a, a pretty cool balance point. It's like, okay, here, this thing works uh, pretty easily, and then there's some ships that you have to you have to work a little bit more and, and kind of level up your skill with that. Yeah, the Defender's ship ability is literally just cheating, but uh, this, this pack could literally come with no cards, and I'd still buy it. I'm all in on these models. I think they look sweet. All right, so the last pack um, is actually kind of interesting compared to the other two. So we've seen second edition releases for the A-Wing and the B-Wing. We've seen second edition releases for the Defender and the TIE Interceptor. Um, But we have not seen a second edition release of either the Scum and Villainy Y-Wing or the Hawk 290, uh, which I think is pretty interesting. So if you are completely new to second edition, you didn't have any conversion kits, um, this is your first real access to these ships. And these repaints are sweet. Yeah, these ones are really cool. Um, I love it. Like, And these ones are a lot more uniform with each other, which is pretty cool. So this will really feel like a, you're flying a squad. It's going to be hard not to buy two packs here. Yes. What's exciting, though, is that we have introduced our first light side force user for the Scum Faction in uh, the Kanan Jarrus pilot for the Hawk. 
Yeah, so this is actually kind of an interesting development in the game because so far, I mean, you have obviously the three good side factions, the three bad side factions, and I feel like Scum and Villainy was supposed to be kind of the middle ground, but for the most part, since it's filled with, you know, Scum and Villainy, um, usually it tends towards the bad guy thing. So having an actual, like, dedicated light side character in the faction is uh, kind of opening up some interesting thematic space. Fun story about when I was learning how to play X-Wing. I thought Scum was just a filler faction, so I thought you could take those ships with either Rebel or Empire <laughs> ships. Which, like, would have made so much sense, really. It does right. make sense. They're bounty hunters, right? Like, the Republic hired bounty hunters. Everybody hires bounty hunters at some point. I've hired bounty hunters in my life on multiple occasions. Okay. Got dark. Uh, but we are getting uh, the light side Kanan Jars, who we actually do have the card for here. So this is Kanan as represented during his time in the Lost Padawan series, which, John, you heartily recommended that, right? Yes, they are comics, and they are very good. Um, Kanan is an Initiative 3 pilot here with one Force Charge, and the ability, while you or a ship in your mobile arc defends, you may spend one Force Charge. If you do, the attacker rolls one fewer attack die. Super good. Time me up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Scum doesn't have as much um, defensive abilities, and so, like, this ability is, I think, a pretty big add for that faction. And just getting a Force um, Hawk pilot, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and obviously with the uh, crew options there, you'll be able to have some Force crew presumably on here so you can up that Force charge count. Yeah, put Maul on him. It's not thematic in any way, but it's fun. Do it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any I'm, sense, actually. I'm a big proponent of thematic list building, but this time I'll allow some deviations. Now, wait. If you put Maul on light side Kanan, can you then take dark side upgrade? <laughs> Hate. You can take Hate. both kinds. The game is broken. AMG broke the game. Thanks a lot, they Atomic gave him, Mass. They gave him two force talent slots for this exact reason. <laughs> I hope so. That would be perfect, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, with this pack, I think I'm most excited just to get that upgraded Y-Wing sculpt uh, with the scum paint scheme. The thick wing? I think that's just going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, those Y-Wings are really cool. And, guys, I love the repaint here. It looks really good in the art for Kanan, too. So if anyone out there hasn't seen the art for Kanan, it looks, that hawk looks awesome. I also just love how wholesome the name is. You know, just... They're just collaborators here. It's, it's fine. <laughs> They're not bad guys. They're just, uh, just, just fugitives and collaborators. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got these three expansions coming out on March 26th, so very soon here. Um, guys, what, what expansion are you most excited for? I mean, absolutely scum, right? We get New Hawk and all those Y-Wings. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, it's hard for me. I I love B-Wings, but it's hard for me not to be excited about a new Hawk. Like, that looks usable, too. Seems pretty cool. Empire all the way, baby. Five Hawk I'm, here I'm pretty excited about the Empire options. Those paint schemes don't do quite as much for me. To each their own. I mean, John, don't you think Fugitives and Collaborators has the best alternate paint of these three? I mean, I like black. It's sleek and sharp. Um, I think it would have been cooler on different ships, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm loyal to the Empire. Leave me alone. He's an Empire fanboy. 
My Lord to lies. Those well, we- A-wings are pretty good, though. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some high initiative. I'm looking for some high initiative pilots for A-wings, and then suddenly they can compete with the RZ-2s. Uh, Hera's wing is blocking out that initiative on the other A-wing. We don't know. What's it going to be? Zero. <laughs> it's just initiative Ooh, one. <laughs> you know what I actually really appreciated about this product reveal is that they actually showed the boxes. Like, Simone actually held up the product. Instead of That's like cool. the release where it's just some computer generated image of what the ship's gonna look like, they actually showed us the box. And while like, sure, it wasn't super high quality, like I'm glad I actually got to see the product. You know what that makes me think? We might actually hit our said uh, release date. Yeah, <laughs> they actually exist. So hopefully that's not just some advanced prototype copy. Um, and this is a small aside too. I do actually like second edition packaging just keeps getting better and better. And these boxes look pretty sweet. Like just from an aesthetic perspective, how could you not buy these if you were shopping for new games at the game store? You'd be foolish not to. We want to know what pack you're most excited for. Is it Sky Strike Academy? Is it the Fugitives and Collaborators? Or is it the Phoenix Cell? So you can let us know on Facebook. And while you're there, you can also like our Facebook page. Also, please consider going on iTunes and leaving the podcast a five-star review, saying what you liked and why you think other people should listen. And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash radio TCX and become a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us, and thank you to everyone who's already supported the show. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week.